The Late Night Legends podcast is meant for an adult audience only. It may contain sexually oriented content. Content may not be suitable for sensitive listeners. Please be aware of your surroundings. Listener discretion is advised. My name's Jesse. I'm here with Joan, Frank, Kimberly, and James, and I'm going to be doing a topic tonight about CE5. So everybody say hi. Hi. Hello. Uh, I'm going to start and do a little bit of news and updates as we always do. Uh, first major announcement, welcome back Mr. James, who's fresh off of his break, his yearly break, although I'm We've got a really good thing that he may need another one. And I'm going to give James carte blanche for time off as he needs it. He could always just take time off. That's totally cool. Much appreciated. Uh, in addition to that, we were going to introduce a new legend tonight, but uh, we're not. <laughs> that, I don't know what else, I don't know what to say. We're not uh, doing that. And then uh, Lord Cronus says, is that Captain Sexy Beard, a.k.a. James? Y- yes. Yes, sir. He's I am a- back. Lord Cronus. back. No. He's married to Lord Cronus. Don't go there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've got full crew tonight, actually. Mine is Shayna, who's not one of our main hosts anyway. But uh, happy to have you all here tonight. Uh, we've got a lot going on um, as far as future shows come. We're kind of planned out for the next few weeks. Um, next week, we've got Joan doing Fox Sisters, yes? Is that next next time? Yes, it is next week. Oh my god, yes it is. And if then, you if we, you need to switch, Joan, if you need to switch. We'll talk. And then, <laughs> I might only have half a script written, so we'll talk. <laughs> week after, I mean, the week after actually might be Joan, but uh, in the next two weeks, we'll hear that topic from Joan, and then we're going to have Egyptian Curses with James, which is a show 
We've been planning out for what, like six months now? We've been kind of. I keep saying I'm going to do it, and then I do something else, and now I'm going to really do it. (laughs) We kind of did the same with Valley and Thor, and when that show came out, we had people that I like I work with had so many compliments for that Did show they really nobody knew like I thought it was more of a popular topic but nobody knew about Valiant Thor no one really knows that one and then yet they did do a half season of American Horror Story on it oh, no. it's awesome so I feel like the the ones that we uh, talk about for a longer period of time we can kind of see them as more hyped up and uh, just you know excited for it and then after that we've got Appalachian Mountains with Kimberly which is going to be a great show and then I also at some point uh two things we're going to do some more shows with uh, Stormfrog and Page Senpai and then also I was talking to the crew here I think I'm going to do a show specifically for the Mandela effect at some point so look out for that one don't have a date for it yet but we're going to put it on the old calendar at some point also going to be planning a, a team meeting probably for March for our team. And uh, in March, it's going to be a big meeting because I'm going to discuss some big stuff. But okay, getting to it. Can we, hold on, before we go, the Mandala effect, can we try and score Sinbad? We need an interview with Sinbad. <laughs> yes! <laughs> like, what? that should be priority number one. What is your IMDB page? Tell me. Uh... Yeah, so like it was interesting because even within looking for examples of that, I, everybody likes to talk about Fruit of the Loom, and actually, that's the biggest example that people like to use. Like there was never a cornucopia, but there was, and it's been proven that there was at one time. Yeah, I think that's why people like to talk about it is because there is literal proof. Yeah, there, yeah. That one, that's a big one. Where that actually, that's not a Mandela effect. That was in the logo. And the other one that people like to talk about is Fruit Loops and how Fruit Loops Loops is spelled. Is it spelled? Yep. F R O O T. Or F-R-U-I-T. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know about that one. And that's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like the company wanted Spoiler to... Spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> they went back and forth. And then the other cereal-related one is Trix cereal. Is it shapes of fruit or just balls? Because it's just balls of different colors. It used to be what? shapes of fruit back in the day. Yeah, it was shapes of fruit. Wow. Like, people who were buying it more, more recently were like, this was not balls. This was shapes of fruit. Like they're, you know, they're... yeah. No, that definitely <laughs> like the did weird change. Flower thing that wasn't yeah, really there was, a flavor. Yeah, because it was a, whole, yeah. The when we you got to vote on the flavor. Yeah. It was the yeah. That was the early '90s when they did that one. I remember. Oh, yeah. that. I That's remember. That's Mandela effect. That's real. That's just. So, uh, get it. We're gonna be talking about all of these wonderful things. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, before we get into the topic with Jesse, does anybody else have anything to plug? Anything they want to talk about? Yes, sir. I have something really fun that I saw. So my grad's program is in Lynchburg, Virginia. And I had an afternoon, was walking around town. There is an actual ghost hunter store <gasps> in downtown Lynchburg. Oh, that's called cool. Called Ghost Stop. It was closed that day because it was like a Sunday afternoon. But like when I go back in June, I'm like, we're hitting up the ghost busting store. Like we are doing oh. this. You know what they sell there? Like what kind of things? I mean, it has like your e, uh, you know, your EMF, EMF detectors, detectors, like all of all of the good stuff. I also imagine it's like a paranormal GameStop, and there's just like cutouts of like infamous ghosts, like the lady <laughs> in brown on the stairs or something, and then you can get life size ones for promotional but then it reasons. Also, they tried to make it look like really slick and high tech and everything, so it's like concrete glass. You know, there's tubes with like filaments lighting up and stuff. 
all oh, the all cool. the stuff. That's I'm really... gonna put the the link to the website in the, the yeah, Discord. Please. please. Uh, yeah, and then uh, anybody else, Kimberly? You got anything by chance? I don't think so. Still looking for people over here in this area. Yep, we're actually gonna be interviewing two people uh, that may become legends. We're gonna see what happens with them, and then. Uh, in other news, we got two really big news pieces. Number one, Kimberly has a black shirt tonight, and she's got a fight. <laughs> which this she is looks it's like a whole new vibe. I came back, and we've got like <laughs> I did not even plan it. I didn't even realize it, but people let me know it somehow happened that every single week I was wearing white. So I went the other way today. <laughs> one of my co- my coworkers pointed it out because he's like. Do you make he he was asking me, he's like, Do you make the, the intro, like the pre-stream on the same show? And I'm like, What do you mean? He's like, Well, do you take clips from that same show that you're recording and then put them in the pre-stream? I'm like, why would you say that? I don't do that. He's like, Because Kimberly's wearing the exact same thing. <laughs> he like opened up a couple of our shows and tabs. She's like, wait a second, she wears this white sweater every single time. Like, That's just her Monday it's probably, outfit. It's right. probably really cozy. It's an outfit routine. I remember when I was like in high school, I wore the same black shirt every Friday. And actually, I, for the majority of the time, wore the same black shirt for this thing. So I don't know. I don't know why they noticed that on you, Kimberly, but I appreciate the blue light. You're part of the spooky crew now with that. (laughs) I just need a background now. I'm working on it. But I like the purple a lot, honestly. Very witchy. I'm into it. I love it. I like it. It's spooky. We got we with a purple light too, and, and we got Jesse with more of a red light, but that's okay. That's also one of our colors. Well, I've got like it's a galaxy, a galaxy nebula behind me, and my one light actually just went out, so I turned the flashlight on my phone on. So that's my light right now. <laughs> I want to get in on the candle action. I'm gonna get a couple candles. Candle. I need Can- to get batteries for mine. Uh, just make sure you like don't burn down your house. Uh, <laughs> You know, especially after all that talk about mortgage rates, you're never going to get no, a better no. mortgage rate. No. Oh, God. <laughs> we get into some exciting topics in our discord. Yeah. You know, it's really funny. I feel like a lot of discords that you visit, a lot of the conversation happens in like the main general chat and no conversations happen in the like the behind closed doors staff chat. In ours, it's the opposite. Nothing ever happens in our general chat, but we're chatty Cathy's over in the staff chat. <laughs> Speaking of which, you could chat with us if you joined our Discord, and then we would talk in general chat. If you should join our Discord. You should join and talk yeah. about mortgage rates with us. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Watch the stream. It's in it's in the description of YouTube and Twitch and Facebook and uh, where else are we? Twitter. It's in it's un- underneath below. There's it says click to join our spooky community. Yeah, Hang out with us, and that that's really cool. I think that's awesome that you get to immediately chat with any one of us at any time if if you wanted to so i think we're good uh we're with updates jesse unless you have anything to plug you can just jump right in whenever you're ready uh yeah no uh i mean obviously i said a few times you know february 18th i'll be in uh madison wisconsin at the crucible doing reiki and sound healing for madtown paranormal expo so that's gonna be fun but aside from that yeah no um okay well (laughs) Tonight, I am going to be showing everybody how weird I am, and I'm going to be talking about Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, or um, as it's known as CE5. So, 
pretty much what that stands for. CE5 uh, stands for Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. I'm sure everybody knows um, the other ones, which J. Allen Hynek actually coined those terms. Close Encounters of the First Kind is when you see like a UFO or a craft. Close Encounters of the Second Kind is when there's like evidence of it. So crop circles or radiation or some type of physical evidence that something was there. Close encounters of the third kind is when the occupants of the craft are seen. So I'm sure everybody knows the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind with Steven Spielberg. That's where that came from, which J. Allen Hynek actually uh, had a cameo in that. He was the guy with the pipe. So I always thought that was kind of cool. And then there's Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind, which is when a human is taken aboard an E.T. craft. And, of course, there's a movie about that, too, and that's a really freaky movie. Um, And then Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, which is um, a term that Dr. Stephen Greer coined, which pretty much stands for any human-initiated contact with a being or beings of non-human origin. And it... In my opinion, it doesn't have to be just like E.T. Um, I say E.T. It means extraterrestrial. I don't like to use the term aliens because it's kind of um, it brings fear, in my opinion, because whenever you hear alien, like people like the first response is like, oh, my God, you know, because Hollywood has kind of made the term alien kind of bring fear. So whenever I say E.T., it means extraterrestrials. Um, because this, like, I guess you could say this line of work is not fear-based. It's more love energy-based, not fear-based. So if you have fear, then you're not going to have any experiences because, like, they can sense the fear coming off of you. And anybody does not want to be around negative energy. Or if you're by somebody and they're freaked out, you don't really want to be around them. So that's kind of another thing with that. Um... Let's see. So if you think about it, too, we only see 10% of the light spectrum. We do not see 90% of it. So it makes you wonder what is in that other spectrum of light that we can't see. That's why I don't necessarily think that it's just extraterrestrials during CE5 stuff. It could be um, like fairies or Bigfoot or ultra-terrestrials or... All types of stuff that we just can't see that we're trying to communicate with, not just people or beings from outside of our planet. Um, There's actually videos of beings and crafts that you can't see with your naked eye, but you can see it with infrared. I actually have video of that where uh, I was looking, you know, through my camera and I saw like this, uh, I guess you could say a ship. It was a light. But I couldn't see it with my naked eye. I could only see it with my infrared camera. So that was interesting. Um, So pretty much now for short history on who Dr. Stephen Greer is. Uh, Dr. Stephen Greer is the person who, in my opinion, started this movement of peace when it comes to contacting other beings. Dr. Greer went to school to be an ER, ER doctor. He also has been studying meditation his whole life. He's traveled the world trying to understand consciousness, basically. He saw UFO when he was, I think, eight years old and pretty much continued throughout his life. 
Dr. Greer was trained as a transcendental meditation teacher and served as a director of a meditation organization. So meditating and meditation is one of his expertise, as well as being an ER doctor. He uh, received his medical license in 1989, and he was an ER trauma doctor for most of his life. Uh, Dr. Greer founded the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence, or CSETI, so C-S-E-T-I, in 1990, and he founded that to create a diplomatic and research-based initiative to contact ET beings. Uh, CSETI claims to have over 3,000 confirmed reports of UFO sightings by pilots and over 4,000 landing traces. So the uh, close encounters of the second time or second kind. So the evidence of the craft being there. He's got over 4,000 um, different reports of that. Uh, so when Dr. Greer was 17, he had a near death experience. His family was really, really poor. So he ended up getting a really, really bad blood infection. Uh, so he ended up having an out-of-body experience because he couldn't afford the antibiotics that his body needed. Um, and that's when he started kind of wondering about consciousness and where did I go? What happens when you die? He started questioning that stuff because he had a, his out-of-body experience and he saw non-human entities around him. And he didn't know what they were or where they came from. So he started meditating and getting more into that uh, aspect of this um so he and then he also became unafraid of death and started to understand what consciousness consciousness was and what it could do he wanted to find a way back to that state without obviously dying <laughs> so that's why he started studying meditation not long after that he was on a mountain i don't remember if it was the blue mountains or the brown mountains but he's from like the carolinas so he was out in the mountains camping and he was it was like right around sunset and he was meditating and as he said he saw like this he called he says a, a deer like being he said it had like very huge like eyes and it was standing up and he didn't really know what to think about it so that's what he thought it was at first and he said that uh he like saw it kind of phase in and phase out and then it disappeared and then before he knew it he looked down and he could see like a handprint on his jacket like one of those poofy jackets so like it put its hand on him and then he was like yep poof i was out of my body and then i was on this craft with these these other beings and he said that um what was it uh yeah, it pushed him out of his body and onto the craft with these beings. He said they pretty much talked about a lot of different stuff telepathically. Like, they were asking him questions about him, what it's like to be a human, what it's like to be on Earth. And they were very curious. And that's when he pretty much came up with, uh, they, they call it the protocols of CE5 or the CE5 process. Because CE, CE5 is all about consciousness. Um, every being has consciousness. Like, even animals, plants, trees. There's this um, thing, um, device now where you can, like, hook it onto, like, leaves. 
or trees and it's like it plays music because of the frequency and the vibration that it's letting off i want to get one they look really interesting but pretty much the the theory is everything has consciousness so we are all connected in a way some people say like the law of one or something like that um is a better way to explain it um so in 1993 he founded dr Stevenger founded the disclosure project as a way to allow like whistleblowers and government people the ability to come forward about their experiences without fear or perjury or punishment. Uh, one of the things that Dr. Greer is known for is in 2001, there was a press conference that he held at the National Press, press Club in Washington, D.C. that featured over 20 retired Air Force um, veterans that kind of pretty much... Uh, said their stories what they saw um and then there was also federal aviation administration witnesses and intelligence officers uh, so all these people came forward about the things that they've seen and experienced um at this national press club and ironically when it was being televised um i think it was like five or ten minutes into it the feed started going in and out, which was kind of weird because everything else was fine. But then these people started talking and somebody started messing with like the frequencies. <laughs> um, he also has the like, government. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> There's just uh, a guy out there with like a with like a big umbrella thingy, just like sending uh, out some interference. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like one of the things that uh, I find really interesting about his work is how many government witnesses and whistleblowers that he has because until recently if you were a pilot you could not say you saw anything weird they would take your pilot's license away or any if you were in the government you could not say anything so in 93 he or uh, 2001 he gathered all these different people to speak at this conference of the things that they've seen and i i think he has like uh, he has this one lawyer named danny sheehan he's actually been on a lot of different shows and uh podcasts and stuff talking about all of this and he's been in the government slash ufo community for most of his career and because he is very knowledgeable when it comes to like law and everything he knows how to make sure that the whistleblowers you know don't lose their jobs or lose their pensions or get punished for coming forward um and dr Greer's also got like thousands of videos and photos um evidence of things that people have witnessed throughout the years um that's the films that he has so he's done like a lot of different uh films that's where i get a lot well that's how i found out about it actually was uh he has a film called close encounters of the fifth kind that came out in 2020 ironically in 2020 because that's when everybody was sitting at home not doing anything and i think that's why this movement got so big so quick is because people were like oh wow this is interesting so they'd watch it and then they would start doing ce5s i mean that's what happened to me i watched the film and i got really interested in it um dr greer also has a few other films out though one is called uh serious and that's spelled s-i-r-i-u-s and then uh, yeah pretty much 
and then uh, Unacknowledged, which is more so about the military-industrial complex and all the cover-ups and all the government stuff, pretty much. is That's what Unacknowledged is about. Did I watch Unacknowledged? Now I'm Googling it. I feel like I've seen <laughs> you that might one. have. You did. Um, and then the two newest ones are The Cosmic Hoax, which is about the, uh, so I'm sure, I don't know if anybody knows Werner Braun, Werner Braun Von, or Von Braun, I can't pronounce his name. He was the German scientist that kind of created the rocket. Uh, one of the things that he said on his deathbed was that the government, like, the last, um, false flag attempt of the government to control the people is going to be a fake alien invasion. And the cosmic hoax is pretty much all about that. And the, the technologies that we're not allowed to know about that they have in order to get us to think that there is an alien invasion coming. That's why, like, um, like the Miami incident that happened not long ago, I'm like, yeah, that's Project Bluebeam or something. I don't know about that. That wasn't, that was not E.T.'s walking around a freaking mall. That, that was something else. <laughs> I once heard, and I, I cannot remember where I heard it, similar sort of thing about the false flag being a, like a UFO attack, but they had specified specifically that it was going to be, they were going to utilize the shape of aircraft that was the Hudson Valley UFO sightings from like the 80s and the, like it was that yeah. specific model that they were going to use. Mm -hmm. uh, like this, the V-shaped one, I believe. Yeah, uh, Phoenix Lights too. That was another one mm -hmm. where that one was seen a lot. We're, we're remaking everything. Why would we ever build we, something new? We just got to go back to the greatest hits of the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Pretty much. Maybe add the Muppets to it. There's a lot of call on TikTok to just add Muppets into things. Or redo everything Muppets, but you keep one human. Yes. And they have to act like they're not Muppets. We need a Christmas Carol again. Well, oh my God. Well, I know this is a complete tangent here, but there's a great one that was like, why does Michael Caine in Muppets Christmas Carol work? because he treated the Muppets like they were Shakespearean actors. And why yeah. does Tim Curry in Muppet Treasure Island work? Because Tim Curry is a Muppet. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, oh that's so funny. Are Muppets aliens? <laughs> I know, Gonzo right? Is. Gonzo is. <laughs> Gonzo is. I was, I was yeah. terrified of the yup yups as a kid. Oh, mm. the yips? I love yeah, them. Or, yeah, whatever those things were. <laughs> <laughs> They're on Sesame Street still. Uh, oh, for they do the the number of the day, and so it's just like like they come up. I I think they're the greatest things ever. I love them. <laughs> Idea that Gonzo was an alien. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. It came out later, and I think people had like feelings about it. Uh, backwriting lore is always the worst. <laughs> it, that's what I think the vibes were. Well. The, the, the Jim Henson people have always loved like space and stuff. Have you ever watched that Muppet Babies show as a kid? If you're old enough, yeah, probably not. And I've also watched the reboot. Oh, there's a reboot. All I'm saying there's is, a reboot. I'll tell you this: I never watched Star Wars until I was quite an older gentleman. Uh, I was in my 30s before I saw Star Wars for the first time, and I knew a lot of the plot points of Star Wars just from Muppet Babies. Oh, sure, sure. They reacted so much of that movie. Steve didn't uh, make you watch them? He's a Star Wars nerd. I feel like he tried to... I, Steve and I would always talk about Matrix. That's what we would Okay. <laughs> that shit. We weren't... We, we did not discuss uh, 
Star Wars as much, but uh, I know that within our little friend group, we were more into Lord of the Rings anyway. So it's like that's our that was our poison. That you know. Pick okay, your... what's funny is he told me he's never seen those movies, or he's seen them once and he hated them. <laughs> it was more of our friend Don because that was our our third friend in our little group. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I've I've never seen Lord of the Rings because every option I got in high school to watch it was always the director's cut, and I was like, Listen. I. You you've gotta just 12 hours in my day listen you do it once you do it once so you say you've done it i watched the animated ones because that can that just count <laughs> do you know what i'm shocked that has never gotten a full series is the black cauldron oh yeah 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 that that would make a really good series if they did it right it well, wouldn't do the be whole... a bad live action either like television well, series there's how many books? I haven't, they're on the shelf right there. One, two, three, four, five. There's five books in the whole series. The Black Cauldron is just the first one. But, like, they, I'm surprised that they have not. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of movies out there that it's like either they try to do them or they do them and then they don't do them very well. Like, I was all for, like, the Narnia series coming out in movie form. They're and rebooting they're, it. Are they? I heard about that, yeah. Greta Gerwig. Wow, I I'm excited. When I was a Gerwig, I read the Narnia books quite prior to Lord of the Rings, and I, that you know, here's the thing: if you guys remember in school, we used to get those Scholastic book club things every uh, month. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and my parents would never buy anything. They're like, "Ah, oh, man, books are a ripoff. Just go to the library, or check out a book. You got a library card." And uh, the Narnia. Uh, like those books are the only thing that I ever got from them. They bought me the Narnia collection and I was, I read them and I was, I loved it. It was great. But I, uh, I take, I have a lot of issues with the Narnia books when you realize that they are effectively religious propaganda. That's because C.S. Lewis uh, was a religious man. He actually, he was Very actually, much so. he was in World War One fight next to J.R. Tolkien from Lord yeah. of the Mm -hmm. and he wrote it because he met J.R. Tolkien and he wanted a Christian version of like Lord of the Rings and for children. I don't even know. Lion I, Jesus. If they could do, <laughs> do the magician's nephew, which is the prequel to the Lion right? King. Right? That's what bothered me. That's what I want. I never did the prequel first. Yeah, I wanted that prequel. I can stop there and not read the rest of the books. And still I, I do feel like the magician's nephew out of all of them was like the most intricate, like, because then it gets into all the religious war stuff, but like the magician's nephew has. It's very digestible uh, for kids too, which is what yeah. I, I, you know, the Lord of the Rings is hard for a kid to read. You have to kind of go into that. Yeah, you you can't you can't that one's hard to jump in that pool unless you're like mentally ready for it. It's not like welcoming like Harry Potter books were very easy reads for kids. Well, but. and then they scale up. The Lord of the Rings is just like we're in it, and here's the lore, and here are a bunch of names you yeah. won't know how to pronounce. Hundred <laughs> percent. Feels like you're reading a history textbook <laughs> from the time you start till the time you end, and then you're like, oh, appendices. Let's get into it. It's the same shit. It so sounds like you that's... guys have had a lot of encounters with these books. <laughs> Joan. Would we like to continue with the counters of the fifth kind? <laughs> um, sorry for is Aragorn a fifth? Is Aragorn a fifth kind? Right. I took a whole class in college that was like children's literature, uh, or it was called um, Image of the Child, specifically talking about how um, 
the development of childhood came through literature, and then I wrote a complaint about how it was only white Anglo-Saxon authors. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I was not fun in Vermont. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, back, back to aliens. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, yeah, back, back, to, back to ETs. Okay, so... Oh, God, where was I? Okay, so... um. <laughs> The, the whole premise of Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind and what Dr. Greer is doing, it's because he wants the public to be aware of what goes on behind the scenes when it comes to, like, zero-point energy technology, healing technology, and how pretty much the governments of the world control everything. So that's one of the main reasons that he's trying to get people to become more aware of everything is for that reason. He actually had another press club conference last year um and had oh god i can't remember how like 200 people come forward this time around he had a bunch and there was a lot of different videos and stuff as well so uh he had another press conference last year that got a lot of attention um so okay now so since kind of explained where ce5 came from and who started it what is it and how do you do it <laughs> so people have actually been doing ce5s for probably hundreds or thousands of years um but it be like i was saying it became like more well known in 2020 after dr greer had the film uh come out and um yeah i already said that how like pretty much everyone was locked inside um, which is how i got introduced to it um i saw the film like pop up on amazon and i was just like what's this and i watched it and i was like whoa okay this is cool and i i probably watched it like four times in a row so then i started to want to learn how to do ce5 i mean everybody does do them differently um kind of but there is like a process or protocols how to do it um i do have my own ce5 group as well so pretty much how i do it is um one of the number one factors is I look for cohesion between everybody in my group. Everybody has to get along. Everybody has to like everybody. And then, like, you have to be excited to want to see each other, excited to be doing this because that gives off such great energy that it will attract more energy that way. Like, more uh, playful, loving beings will come and want to communicate or, as I like to say, play with us because... We've been played with a few different times, which is kind of fun. Um, so cohesion is very, very important when it comes to my group. Um, so like if you have a group that care for each other, get along, and there's like a bond that you, you can see and feel that anywhere. If you're at a store or in the mall and there's a group of friends and they care about each other, you can feel the energy that they, that they all care for each other and they're excited to see each other. Like, I don't invite strangers into my group unless I've talked to them for a while and I get to know them. Um, so what we do is we all get together at a certain location and it's in the country um, where there's no like light pollution and stuff. Um, I, it's actually at my shaman teacher's house down towards like Moni Kanki area. Um, Oh no! And then Dr. Greer actually has a E5 app. Oh, you know about that? <laughs> no, 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 you froze. Uh, froze for a moment. Oh, I did. We're, yeah, okay, you're good. you're good now. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, Dr. Greer has a CE5 app, and that's pretty much what a lot of people use. So it has uh, like a little library of different tones, uh, different videos, examples, photos, and then the meditations as well. Uh, so what I pretty much do is like the steps. What I'll do is I first I make like a protective circle around everybody. I go like clockwise. I use sage and I have like a mantra that I say like only loving caring beings that care about the earth are allowed like in the circle and to communicate with us today. Um, and then I play they're called the crop circle tones and these tones were recorded in a crop circle not long after it was created in the UK I think in 97 or 98 um, Dr. Greer was there with some of his uh, associates and they have a video of these three lights floating around this field and you can see the, the crop circle getting made but it's amazing uh, so right after the, the lights disappeared they went into the crop circle and they were recording as they were like uh, talking, asking questions and stuff. And they got these tones. So that's why they're called the crop circle tones. So pretty much what I do is I will play those over like a walkie talkie for 10, 15 minutes to kind of uh, give like a, hey, this is where we're at. Because it goes on like the radio frequencies. And since those tones were created by something non-human my opinion is that something non-human will be able to hear those if that makes sense i don't know the science behind it but it works so <laughs> um so that's the first thing that i do and then um pretty much after that we all kind of sit around for about a half an hour and do a meditation. There's different meditations to be done. I think he's got, I think, five on the CE5 app. And it's, it's him, like, reading the meditation. But there's also one that I've been using lately. And it's more so about uh, love and, like, thinking of happy memories and loving memories and projecting that outwards. So that's, I've done that a few times because I do like to experiment to see if I play different tones or different meditations, if we have different things happen. Um, let's see. So I'll open loving contact with any beings that would like to communicate or show themselves is pretty much what the uh, mind meld is with my group. And then one of the last things we do is it's called vectoring. So you visualize the group and then visualize kind of floating upwards and looking down and then going up 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 in the continent and then the earth and then go all the way out to the milky way and then go all the way back down and then visualize coming down and back into your group so we do that for like five minutes just back and forth trying to give a vis visualization of the exact area that we're at as well as like what equipment we're going to be using, how many of us there are, and the the purpose of it. Um, so that's like the last thing that we do. And then we pretty much just sit in Skywatch and watch around us. Uh, we've had some pretty cool things happen. Stuff on the ground in front of us. We've seen stuff in the sky. We've had stuff. So there was this one time we actually uh, 
saw stuff in the sky uh, where it was like this little ball of light that was going and then it would stop and then it went the opposite direction and then it would stop and then it zipped off and then like a couple seconds after it disappeared um, we saw these three black planes and they didn't have any lights they weren't transponding they didn't have any markings on them uh, one of the people in my group, I call him my tech guy, his name's Eric, he uh, he specializes in all the technology stuff and all the different apps and all the stuff to know where satellites are or where airplanes are or anything like that. So if as soon as like uh, something happens, he'll look, see if there's anything around and let us know because there's been times where we'll think we see... Uh, a UFO in the sky and it's actually like a satellite or something so it's a good thing to have him around because then he's able to tell us that but when we uh, saw the one the one thing in the sky and then these three black planes show up there they weren't transponding we we didn't understand it was really weird but there was also nothing no satellites or anything in that area um, one of the things that I did want to bring up actually is uh, my friend Ed. So in the CE5 film, there's this uh, guy named Ed, and he actually got healed. Um, in, I think it was 2017. So he was in the film, and he had the pleasure of meeting Dr. Greer um, in 2017 when he decided to go to Arizona for one of Dr. Greer's CE5s. Uh, Ed has been, well, had been deaf since, like, high school, I believe, like, 16 or 17, and he always had hearing aids, so pretty much throughout his whole life, he's had experiences with non-human beings, like, he could sense them, communicate with them, um, because he, I don't know, he's probably one of the most kind-hearted amazing people that I've ever met in my life like he's he's an amazing person and he, I got the pleasure to do a CE5 with him for the very first one that I did back in I think it was May of 2021 so pretty much his story was he went to the retreat and he ended up uh after I think it was they were doing the meditation and they got a picture actually of the being that was behind him because at Dr. Greer's events he has videographers and he has uh, cameramen and a, type, a bunch of people taking pictures and videos all the time and they got this photo of Ed and this being behind him that's like lit up it has like a kind of like a triangular face and you could see it like behind him and Ed told me that when that night pretty much he went to bed or, well, he went into his room, and then he got the feeling to kind of, like, go outside. So, he opened the door, and then he saw this little red orb floating around in the desert. And he was just like, oh, well, okay. Hey, you know, you want to come hang out? So, he walked out to the desert, and he told me that him and this little orb were playing hide-and-seek for, like, two or three hours. Like, it would go hide somewhere, and Ed would go try fi to find it. And then it would appear, and then Edward, it would disappear, and then he would go try to find it. And he said they did that until, like, almost dawn. He's like, yeah, it's getting late. I'm, I'm going to go to bed. So he went to bed, and then the next morning he woke up and went down to uh, have breakfast with everybody. And he realized that 
he didn't have his hearing aids with him. But before it could really fully register, he realized he could hear everything. Wow. He, yeah, he could hear the people next to him. He's like, I even heard the Mexican music in the kitchen. <laughs> so he could hear everything. And he, I mean, obviously that... I can't imagine like what that was like. And there's there's pictures of him with the hearing aids and everything. So there's physical proof he was deaf. He had hearing aids. He goes to the CE5 in 2017 and then he can hear. And uh he was telling me that when that that night he felt like he said he couldn't really describe it. It just felt like this crazy electricity like behind him he's like i was gripping my chair like i wanted to jump up but i i couldn't like i didn't want to move something told me just you know it's okay everything's fine don't move and um I'm, i was gonna try to screen share let me see if i can do it um jesse does he still have his hearing from that experience or has uh -huh. he since, oh i was gonna i was gonna ask has he since had to go back to the hearing aids nope no he's he can hear perfectly fine I have a picture with him and everything. I should have I should have put that on my computer. I didn't think to do that. Um, so let's see if I can do this here. Um, let's see. Basic advanced files. Eh, maybe not. Oh, wait. Here we go. Eh, maybe not. Okay, I don't know. I'll have to figure out how to do that. But uh, there's a, uh, a picture of the bean behind him. I, I can probably post it up in the Discord later so you guys can see of the bean. Um, Link it uh, in the show after the fact, too, for the listeners and viewers. Yeah, because it is, it is like, I'm not going to... One thing I was thinking of, too, is I'm friends with him, but I don't want anybody going to his Facebook and stuff. So that's like, I was like, is there a picture on, like, Google of this that I could, you know, put on my computer to show everybody? And it's actually kind of hard to find, but I know it's probably because of, like, copyright reasons and stuff like that. Like, if you really want to see it, go watch the film. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but yeah, so um, when we did our CE5 that night with Ed, that was when I saw one of the the coolest things I've ever seen during a CE5. So we were all in a circle doing our CE5 and you know, it's the middle of nowhere country fields and stuff. And about maybe a half a mile in front of us in this one field, there were these like pine trees. And I thought in my head, I'm like, Oh, that'd be so cool. If you could like appear over there by those trees. No, I didn't even get to finish the thought. This, uh, oranges glowing, like fire, fire colored um ship it was like kind of like this shape um shot out from the trees and then poof disappeared i about shit my pants i was like holy crap i was like did you guys see that holy crap what was that and it was like realizing how close the trees were that was a half a mile away from us maybe 50 feet above the ground that wasn't way up in space that was right there so it was uh it was so cool to see that and i swear we get we get the coolest stuff when we're not videotaping <laughs> it sounds really fun sounds really crazy it was it was really really neat um so that was probably one of the most amazing things that i've seen when we had ed there and then we also we just there was so much activity that night there was stuff walking around us because we were in gravel so you could hear the crunching of something walking around us but you couldn't see anything 
Um, and then another reason why I run my CE5s the way that I do about love is because that's one of the things that Ed told me was everything's about love. You know, no being's going to want to be around anyone that has fear or negative energy or anything like that. So that's why I run the gr my group the way that I do. Um, so like, let's see. What are the odds I think Ed would want to be a guest on our show to talk about this groovy stuff? <laughs> I know, I thought that too. He might. He, he doesn't live too far. He, he lives up in Wisconsin. Um, well, we do I, Zoom. He can live in Kalamazoo and it would be fine. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I, I want to have him out um, hopefully this year for another one of my CE5s. Last year, all of my dates just didn't line up with his. Like him and his wife, they love to travel. So mm -hmm. as soon as it's summer, they're everywhere. <laughs> what I would really like to do is if, you, if you're comfortable with it, maybe record some footage and then we could add it into a blog with some film of you guys hanging out and doing this kind of thing. I think that uh, our viewers and listeners would love to see it uh, in action and maybe it would pique their interest a little bit to kind of get involved if they're into that sort of thing. Yeah, I have um, one video that because I got I finally got like a um, Psyonix Aurora Pro camera and um, like I mean usually when we're doing this last thing I'm thinking of is record. So the one of the last CE5s that we had I do have footage of a UFO in the sky pretty much we were um you know all, we did our thing we we're just relaxed and looking up at the sky and uh one of my friends was like do you guys see that and he pointed and we have laser pointers and we use those to point stuff out in the sky not to be stupid with them so he grabbed his laser pointer and pointed at it and we were like what is that and then it I call them power-ups. It got really, really, really bright, and then it got really, really dim where we couldn't see it. And it kept doing that. Anytime I would think, where did it go? It would do that. And so we, and then I'm like, oh, my camera. So I grab my camera, and I'm uh, videotaping it. It went probably almost halfway across the sky. That's how long. It was a good five to five to seven minutes. And then before we knew it, it was gone. And Eric was like, you guys, what time is it? And we were like, it's 9.05. So he looked back at all of his technology. There were no satellites. There were no airplanes. There was nothing in that quarter of, or quadrant of the sky when we were seeing that, whatever it was. And I do have that on film. So as soon as I figure out how to get it on my computer, <laughs> I'll have to uh, send that over to you. Yeah, but that, what's up? Uh, we, I said we'd love to see it. When is your next outing for it, for something like this? We, um, I try to get together once a month when it's warmer. So like May, June, July, August, September, maybe October. It kind of depends. Um, our last one, unfortunately, got canceled in October because I got sick. And that was like the last, uh, Damn it, Jesse. nice weekend. Damn it. <laughs> we don't do it when it's cold <laughs> actually i'm just giving you a hard time i'm actually i was telling the uh the other legends here that i was feeling a little bit sick before the show i think i caught the uh that weird strep going around i, I just i'm in the beginning stages but uh, just giving you a hard time <laughs> what would you what are some things that you'd like to see the next time that you do one i would like to like what what would you what would be your ultimate like wow well, I would love to actually have, like, communication, communication. Um, there's uh, one thing that 
some people are really good at, I'm still learning, is uh, it's called remote viewing. People can remote view the ET beings and the crafts and communicate with them. So that has not happened yet. We've seen all types of stuff, heard stuff, um, like on the ground and in the sky. I always see stuff up, up in the sky all the time. Um, but yeah, we haven't had like a uh, right next to you encounter. And then obviously my dream is to like have a healing experience like Ed. Like, because I've got rods in my back and stuff. I have chronic pain. So that would be amazing as if I could get a healing experience one day. But also one of the things is like you don't want to go into a CE5 with expectations because then if nothing happens, you'll be disappointed. We've had plenty of nights where nothing happened. But there's been times where, like, uh, this one time we were out there and I kept seeing this orange-red orb. And the land that we're on, um, my, uh, my friend used to have horses. So she has, like, I think 11 or 12 acres and there's this really, really long fence that goes one way. And this orb was kind of floating around along the fence line and I didn't really tell anybody about that and one of my other friends one of the first things he does is he takes digital pictures so he was walking around taking pictures and uh, I think it was a, about a week or two after the event um, he was like hey Jess I gotta show you this picture I got and I was like oh okay cool and it was this orange red orb in the exact same spot that I saw it at oh, wow. and I was just like what the hell? I was like, D I saw that like with my eyes. He was like, "Wait, what? You did?" I was like, "Yeah, I like. I think it was in the middle, the middle of our event. I can't remember what time it was, but I saw this orangish red orb, um, like popping around by the, by the fence over there, by the trees and stuff. And now you have a picture of it, and that's exactly what I saw. So, do, so when you see these things. Do you sometimes see them and they don't come up on footage and then other times you catch things on footage that you don't see with the naked eye? Pretty much, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting. Like I know I, I, you, you had brought up an interesting thing that I kind of mentioned in our Discord, which was there are certain things that you could wear to see some things. Uh, I was actually reading about, and I, I brought it up here for reference, but somebody was saying that there are uh, night vision goggles that contain... Uh, the Gannon, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. The Cyanin, which is a compound that makes those night vision goggles different. And people say that they are able to see things, whether they're extraterrestrial in nature or paranormal in nature. Mm -hmm. And so the theory was that because they were illegal, people were able to see ghosts with those particular goggles. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, remember, I, think, I think you and I talked about that once, too. Yeah, we did. Uh, you said your comment to that was, I'm familiar with both of those awesome footage of the UFOs being seen only in IR devices. Mm -hmm. One guy, you said, one guy saw four cameras pointing at the same spot, and only one of them recording a UFO was able to see it, which was the yep. infrared one. So there is, there is something, there. like, so I'm not someone who's going to say, oh yeah, this is absolutely true, but I do think there are some, sometimes there's some truth behind some of it, right? Yeah. So, there's definitely a possibility and uh looking into that particular kind of night vision goggles you can't actually get them nowadays uh i think that might have been something that used to be illegal but no longer is <laughs> so the skeptics out there say that yeah they don't pick up anything crazy it's just uh i don't know i don't know why they were illegal at some point but uh it's interesting to think about yeah there's well i mean there's 
nowadays there's all this different stuff like apps and stuff you can get on your phone I, I don't I'm not gonna think I'm seeing a UFO on my phone like infrared but if I have my thousand dollar camera and I see something I'll be more inclined to like actually believe that which um, you, you'll actually laugh at this so this um, one time I well this was when I, me and Steve were still smoking cigarettes so I, it was when I was really getting into this. I, I mean, I tried to meditate daily, but I was meditating all the time. I was doing CE5s inside just to see if anything happened here, which shit did happen in my house. My phone went, like, disappeared and showed up in the most random spot. Like, weird stuff happens after CE5s sometimes. But um, I was outside having a cigarette, and then I saw this bright white light, and... I try to do like the telepathic stuff so I thought to myself if you're star family will you flash at me please and it got really bright and then it dimmed and then it got really bright and it dimmed again I'm like holy shit and then I was like oh my god thank you you know that was amazing could you do it again and it did it three different times Steve comes outside oh um yeah I'm like babe babe there's a fucking UFO right there there's a UFO and he was like what he looks up at it, it starts blinking like a freaking airplane. And he's like, babe, that's an airplane. I'm like, no, it is not an airplane. It's a freaking UFO. It just communicated with me three times in a row. You ruined it. <laughs> I thought I saw a UFO once and it was a blimp. True story. <laughs> it's above the 7-Eleven on uh, Fullerton and Lalande. I thought it was a UFO. True story. I was going to mention to you, Jesse, at one point in time, so... I was getting some pretty bad headaches in that apartment building that I used to live in where I was your neighbor. And um, I had downloaded an EMF radiation detector app on my phone. And sure enough, I think that was the issue was there's a lot of that going on in there. And if you want to do a little okay. test, I don't know about your apartment because you're like on the other side of the building. But my apartment had that going on real bad. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And so it was mostly in my living room, but not in the bedroom. So when I was in the bedroom, I was fine. If you're, if you believe that, I don't know. I just, no, I, I do. Like, that's why, like, when I was talking about the Bridgewater Triangle, when I was getting those bad feelings, I thought maybe it was the power lines we passed. I mean, a lot of that stuff is rooted in science. And that's, oh, what... it is. Yeah. I was like, that or check that your building's up to code. <laughs> Cause there's, no, I mean, I think sometimes it... it's a ghost. Sometimes you have a bad electrical current and it's going to mess with you. <laughs> right. It's a good building. I really think that a lot of the electricity and stuff in there is pretty modern. Would you say so, Jesse? Like when you go into the basement and stuff, have you ever seen like the meters? They and... actually redid the basement um, oh. with the new owners. Uh, they our, our unit's actually the only one that's not modified and updated wow. because we're still living here. As soon as we move out, they're probably going to tear it apart and... Uh, remodel it or something <laughs> i know there's like that so that's rooted in science right so when people start feeling a certain way that can be the reason and i know based on some of the paranormal shows that i've watched sometimes when people report seeing ghosts or other things it could be like there's been a couple instances where people's houses are built on top of like old mines and there's like oh gas. yeah mm -hmm. like gas coming up from the mine and like driving people just a little nutty just a little yep. bit not full chunky peanut butter nutty but just nutty buddy bar nutty. And well, that's another reason why when I do, when, well, if you're doing a CE5 correctly, you do it where you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, there's going to be no cars to confuse lights 
for orbs or something. You're not going to be by an airport, so you're confusing airplanes or helicopters with UFOs or something. Um, so that's why, like, where where we do ours, I think the nearest highway is five or more miles away. So it's in the middle of nowhere. Like, you can see, like, a little bit of light pollution to the north. But aside from that, like, you can see them. Well, with the Psionics Aurora Pro cameras that me and Eric have, you can see the Milky Way. Like, it's really, really clear out there. I mean, that's where I grew up. So looking at the sky, like, I've always done that. But, like, we have uh, EMF detectors and stuff, too. We always check for that. Um, we've gotten responses with EMF detectors when they weren't doing anything and then they just start flashing or going to red for no reason and it communicates that way so yeah there's that that's why also i think we when when i do ce5s i'm not just trying to contact ets whatever's around if you're loving if you want to come hang out or poke us i don't care <laughs> so I, I i know we're coming up at the end of the hour here so i wanted to give joan and kimberly any any some time here to ask questions or, or do some comments and then i have two questions for you afterward okay do you guys have anything by chance? Um, the only thing I have is I used to be somebody who was like, none of this is real. Like, it's just kind of fun. But I remember it being 2020 and like all of these news articles coming out because the United States government and some other governments actually were just like, oh, yeah, this is real. Here's three videos that we've captured. Surprise. No big deal. Tic Tac and they released back then? I'm sorry? You're talking about like the Tic Tac footage they released where it was like declassified? So I think they released that around that time. Yeah. yeah. Those and are man-made. <laughs> it was just so interesting because, you know, every we make all of these movies. We have all of these speculations about Area 51 and what's there and... There was, I think it's so funny that there was so much going on in 2020 that they're like, we're going to declassify these documents. Here's videos of UFOs. And everyone was like, that's the least of our worries right now. And just move. That's why they, that's why they did that because everybody didn't really care because then they're like, see, we told you, we told you, you just didn't want to listen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Any comments, Joan? Are you good? Just just hanging on for the ride. <laughs> hanging on. I'm like, I, I don't know. I think it's like very interesting that like it's not just um, extraterrestrial kind of a deal. And I think I'm just wrapping my head around that. Like would using a Ouija board or dowsing rods kind of like an EC5 or C. There we go. <laughs> CE5 EC. Yeah. Electrical I don't current. classify <laughs> it that way because you're trying to contact spirits. Me, because technically... CE5 is close encounters of the fifth kind. You're trying to contact ET beings. Okay. But my group and I, we we are open to like Fay. I think we've contacted a Sasquatch once. Wow. Whatever it was was freaking huge in the woods that was by us. Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, the the technical term I guess if you want to say is just ET beings, even though. I also think that there's ultra terrestrials as well. We just, there could be one right next to me. I just can't see it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's that and that like maybe just the idea of like what we talked about last week, maybe there's a different plane of existence that's bleeding over. Yeah. Something like that. It's very interesting. 
Yeah, well, there's yeah. also footage of these craft dematerializing and rematerializing in that film as well. So, like, if you guys have Amazon Prime, I think it's on YouTube actually too. Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. It there's some amazing footage in that film. A uh, question for you, Jesse. If someone that's listening or watching this after the fact kind of wants to get involved in this sort of thing, what steps would that person take to sort of get into that world? Well, obviously, watch the film um, and then download the CE5 app. It's, uh, I don't know if you can actually see it on my phone because, you know, tiny screen and stuff. But if you look up CE5, uh, like, capital C, capital E, and then the number five in your app store, it'll pop up. It's like three dots with like a line connecting them all. Um, so you can do that. And on the app, it actually has, um, you can see anybody in your area that also has the app. So you can contact other people that want to create like a group. So there's that. And then my group is mainly like Illinois based. Um, so I do have a Facebook group for it and it's called um, CE5 Chicago Suburbs, I believe. Um, so I can give that link to Frank and Frank can put it in the episode and stuff if anybody wants to um, join and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I would say also send it to Joan because Joan has been writing our episode descriptions. And oh, okay. Put yeah. those um, and then uh, my other question is more of a fun question, which is with your experience with this stuff, obviously you've, you've had some, what would it take for you to actually believe that there's an alien invasion? Cause I would imagine that your CE five stuff might change if there actually was some type of, you know, invasion or, or something like that. That's actually something that Dr. Greer has been um, working towards is how if, the, if if these beings wanted to harm us, we wouldn't be here. Like, their technology is so, so much more advanced. Same with how there's been CE5s happening for hundreds of years. Not one human has been harmed. So that's why I... Honestly, the only way for me to think that there was an actual alien invasion is if I actually saw one and could actually touch it and hurt it, and it hurt somebody that I know. Like, if it came in here, I shot it with a gun, it bled, and then it killed Steve. That That's that's what it would take for me to believe that. Why does Steve have to, why does Steve have to die in this <laughs> Because he's the only one who lives with me. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, I don't know, guys. If you guys think... If you were to say that aliens would be real, what do you think they'd actually look like, the humanoid ones? Are we talking like jellyfish alien? Are we talking like the big head, little gray body alien? What do you What do you think is out there? I think it all depends on the gravity situation. Yeah, I, I don't know different galaxies. Why do you think I know things? <laughs> I forgot you were here, man. <laughs> James is just quietly laying in wait to explain. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. Zoom was getting really laggy. Yeah, and I wanted to hear. I wanted to listen. That's so awesome. I forgot. This is a podcast, so thank you for listening in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> James, what do you think the aliens would look like? Well, it depends. What's the gravity situation? What's the light situation? You know, all of those things. Like, we look the way we do because of various different factors. It's all going to depend on all the situations of wherever they come from. Yeah. Heavy gravity, we're going to be squat. We're going to be short. 
Not so much. We're gonna stretch out. <laughs> He's not I'm wrong. Not, <laughs> I know, I know, it's not. It depends on there's. Is there gases in I'm their happy, atmosphere? Yeah. Can they breathe those gases? Oh, you're right. Diamond rain. So the stronger the gravity, the shorter the beings will be. So like I know that is a theory rooted in science. So like in my head, I'm just being silly. Like man, what if a planet had not a lot of gravity? Suddenly everybody's eight feet tall. Really <laughs> noodly, very noodly. There's, Ooh, actually, there's people. a really good. I, it was probably on like TLC or Discovery Channel, but they did like what would or. Maybe it was, ah, oh, I forget. It was basically they did like what would aliens look like on various different planets that we know exist. And some like really cool shit. Like, it's like they're like some like not like inflatable aliens, but like animals that are like that have like a natural sort of like gas bubble in them that helps them fly around. They got like tentacles and stuff. It's cool. What about the inflatable things they have outside of car washes where it's like oh, the inflatable man. Yeah, it's wacky waving inflatable arm flailing to Ben. Yeah. yeah. That comes to mind with your description, James. Mm-hmm. Now the think of them more as like uh man of wars, but in the sky. It's really it's really it's exci- terrifying. It's really excited to connect the dots with this type of extraterrestrial stuff with Valiant Thor. Like I wonder what mm-hmm. would what were to happen if you're talking to Valiant Thor and you're like, explain this, please. If we're comparing to Valiant Thor, then they're just all hot, apparently. They're just I know, smoke just shows. Like, really, the whole planet of just everyone is hot. Wasn't he from? Wasn't he from Venus, James? Is that where he's? Yeah. From yeah. yeah. He was a Venusian, uh, but uh, a Venusian. the Venusian, the whole thing. I know it's so fun to just say that. People always like to give Martians the credits, but Venusians are where it's at. They're that the a Venusite? <laughs> a Venusian? No, Venusian. Venusian. Venusian, maybe. Oh. <laughs> so, Blair. When we're feeling fancy, you know. So, so bohemian. I'm Venusian, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's Valiant Thor to a T with his sol- little salons and getting <sighs> gr- like great minds together. Like, come on. He was... I- a little bit of a I just I I love I love that Valiant Thor is technically maybe still around us. I think mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that's amazing. Uh he'll just give you a call one day. Just be like, hello, darling. Hello. Valiant Thor, <laughs> if you're listening to this show, if this show <laughs> to your ears, if you're using your alien magic or your extraterrestrial magic to hear this show, come be a guest. Please. James, you make Valiant Thor sound like he's wearing like a boa and sipping out of a coop. Like what is no, happening? No, he's wearing a turtleneck. He's wearing a turtleneck. We've all seen the we've all seen the pictures. Wait, a, a white turtleneck? <laughs> Kimberly. <laughs> he's been here the whole like, time. What do aliens look like? And I'm sitting here like, you're looking like. <laughs> I wore black to throw you off. I always imagine an alien to have like really huge bug eye sunglasses. You guys know what I'm talking about? Oh God! <laughs> I sometimes wonder if, like, Valiant Thor and uh, what's his name, Idris Cold, like injured cold, had, injured cold. Yeah, Idris, Idris Elba's lesser-known cousin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. It's just like hang out sometimes. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to start doing final thoughts? We're a little bit past the hour. It's been really awesome. What do you guys think? Sure. Yeah, we can pack up the party and go home. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to keep it to that digestible. Uh... Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I I saw that your your 
you're picking up the cups, picking up the plates, <laughs> walking around. Flipping oh. on the lights. What? Yeah. I'm about met picking up the metaphorical cups, the 12 cups. Got it. <laughs> the 12 cups. The yes. 12 cups. <laughs> First little inside joke from our tarot episode, which uh, we miss. We miss some of y'all there on that one, but I hope you're there for the next tarot episode that we have. Uh, who wants to go first with a final thought? I can go first this week. Yes. Thinking about aliens and what they look like and different pressures kind of makes me think about the ocean. And so now I'm just thinking about like a alien blobfish with little antennas. <laughs> oh, I mean, That's look, cute. octopus. Octopus is... You know what? Octopi. Octopussy? Did, did, did you guys ever see one of those fish that live like in like super like depths where like they're uh sort of adapted to the pressure and then when you bring them up onto a boat like their eyes bulge up blobfish oh god because yeah. <laughs> what like, she's talking about they're yeah. no longer under the pressure i'm pretty sure that's why a blobfish looks the way it looks when you bring it up no yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, if somebody else can final thoughts, I'm googling some pictures of some blobfish. <laughs> oh no! Look, blobfish in the water versus blobfish not in water. That's the, what you have to look Aww. up. I think they're pretty terrifying in the water. Probably. Yeah. Everything's scary in the water. <laughs> uh, my final thoughts is that uh, this was a lot of big brain energy, and I don't know if I I brought it today. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Oh, that one's sleepy. He's just taking a little nap. <laughs> Why is it a unicorn? No, that's not a weird, that's not a real thing. Anyway, uh, this was a lot of big brain energy. Um, a lot of like conceptualize. Uh, I think I'm a person who just loves a good category, and this doesn't really fit into too many categories of what, <laughs> what you're contacting. And that, in my own way, is it is it fear or is it anxiety? Who can tell? It's so much fun. <laughs> I think my final thought is I don't realize how much of Stephen Greer's shit I've seen already without connecting. Because the oh, whole really? time you're like, yeah, he did this one, he did this one. I'm like, look, I've seen that one and that one. SETI and the Disclosure Project. He's everywhere. He's a yep, man of many times. <laughs> All right, Jesse, what do you got for a final thought? Um, we'll have to, I'll have to do an episode of uh, different ET species because this is my area of expertise, ironically. <laughs> That's awesome. I would really love to hear that. Like, I know there's technically more than one, right? Like well, a, according oh, to the, the government, there's, there's the, yeah, according the to the government, I think there's like 73 that we're in contact with. <laughs> That's a the whole Venusians. other can of worms. I was thinking somewhere between like 8 and 15. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nope. <53. no. laughs> oh, shit. Well, uh, that shows you what, what I what I don't know. Uh, everybody <laughs> get your thoughts. Yes, Joan and James, you're good. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so my final thought is thank you so much to Jesse for enlightening us with this uh, topic tonight. I feel like hopefully, hopefully there's a few people out there that listen to this show and they're like, dang, I could really get into that shit. And they, they check it out. And uh, I want to actually for real do a uh, number one uh, follow up blog and see if we can get some of your footage out there. And then uh, 
maybe next time you go out there, if you want to grab a couple people that want to talk about their experiences, we could have a follow-up show later on in the year after it gets kind of warm out. I think that'd be cool. But uh, yeah, from all of us legends here, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for telling a friend. Next week, I'm not sure if we're doing <laughs> Jones' topic or uh, <laughs> James's topic. James's topic. They may, <laughs> they may do the surprise, old surprise. They may do the old dosey do on their topic, but uh, it, it's going to be fun either way. So look out for that. And I think uh, yeah, outside of that, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling friends. Say hi to your mom. Be safe, and you know, always keep an open mind with everything. We'll see y'all next week. Take care of yourself. Bye. 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 Bye.